0: Welcome to Compassionate Journeys, conversations about home care and hospice. So Pfizer has announced that its mRNA vaccine, which has received emergency use authorization from the FDA, protected 100% of 12 to 15 year olds from symptomatic COVID-19. Moderna and Johnson & Johnson are in phase three trials for teens now with an expected completion date of end of summer 2021. So why isn't every parent clamoring for the vaccine for their child? We are here today with Dr. Bernice Burkhardt, Chief Medical Officer at Home Health Foundation and a mom to find out. So thank you for joining me, Dr. Burkhardt.
1: My pleasure.
0: So my role today is to play devil's advocate um, and hopefully ask all the questions which are on parents' minds as they contemplate whether to vaccinate their child against COVID-19. So first, Dr. Burkhardt, will you please share the benefits of getting teens vaccinated?
1: Absolutely. So uh, although we know uh, that fewer children, and and when I say children, I'm including the 12 to 16-year-olds. I am so sorry, kids. (laughs) Uh, uh, We know that fewer of them have been infected right, with COVID-19 compared to adults. Um, However, it's important to remember that children can still become infected uh, with this virus that that causes COVID-19. They can still get sick uh, from COVID-19, and they can still spread. COVID-19 to others. So, you know, the CDC, the American Academy of Pediatrics, um, recommend that everyone 12 years and older uh, should get a COVID-19 vaccination to help protect against COVID-19. And, and part of the reason isn't just a personal reason, right? It's not just uh, for the child teen, themselves, um, or even for, you know, their immediate family grouping, although that compelling right Mm. uh it's also that we know and and i think we talked about this the last time that widespread vaccination is going to be a critical tool uh you know to help us essentially come out the other end of this pandemic um and and quite honestly we're seeing now some of the benefits if you will to being fully vaccinated yes right uh and so getting and including you know not having to wear a mask when you're in the same household with people who are not vaccinated Mm -hmm. for instance right um so getting your your child or your teen vaccinated uh is going to bring them one Mm -hmm. step closer um to enjoying some of the activities that we've had to kind of put aside or limit Mm -hmm. right because of the extent of the of the pandemic so
0: absolutely so I, th- I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, is the risk-benefit ratio worth it? Sure. Um, you know, after all, so many adults are vaccinated now, and I think the thinking is serious disease is rare in kids, or or is it? Uh,
1: again, you know, um, it, 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 because people can still get sick mm. uh, from this illness, from this COVID-19, from the coronavirus. Yes. Right. That causes the COVID-19. Uh, it, Ultimately, the risk-benefit ratio is a a personal decision, right? Um, I strongly uh, recommend uh, that if you have questions or doubts, that you speak to your child's pediatrician Mm -hmm. um, as well to maybe get their individualized perspective, right, because they know your child, because they've been caring for them all along, uh, but also to get some some broad-based perspective. And when I say it is a personal choice at this time, It is. These are not mandated vaccines Mm -hmm. at this time. Uh, Yet, um, you know, to my mind, the benefit of really, as you said, right, 100 percent in terms of serious illness hospitalization, uh, that 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 speaks very loudly. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, another, again, tool, another step in getting to a point where most of us, if not all of us um are vaccinated Mm -hmm. and can resume again the activities that we miss uh so from a public health perspective from a personal health and safety perspective and then from a an enjoyment of life perspective um certainly uh you know to my mind uh the benefits uh outweigh the risk Uh, again a a personal choice at this point for parents right Mm -hmm. and their children
0: sure so, MRNA va- technology for vaccines is new. Um, are there any additional risks outside of normal vaccines? So,
1: the MRNA vaccine is um, new-ish,
0: Ish, right? Yes.
1: Uh, and, and while uh, the implementation of this particular form of the vaccine is new, mm-hmm. uh, it's been studied. Uh, for decades now, I, I, that that we've come to understand uh, more clearly. So, you know, um, more additional risks. I, I would say no, and and the reason is is that this mRNA uh, vaccine uh, does not enter the nucleus of the cell, does not alter the DNAs of your own cells. It um, has a segment with instructions on it that teaches your body to make a uh, fake spike protein uh, similar to the coronaviruses, but okay. not yep. a virus. Yes right and, um, and so your body gets this understanding that this is something that it needs to protect against it's new. Mm-hmm. And the instructions uh, decompose after. so you know, it doesn't stay in your body. yeah uh, It doesn't go into the cell the DNA of yes. the nucleus of your cell doesn't alter your DNA. It's not live vaccine. It's not any form of vaccine. That's a, an important distinction, me, Virus, not vaccine. Oh that's, my gosh. That's okay. It's not a live <laughs> virus. Yeah. It's really important to understand that piece of it as well, yeah. to know that, that this is uh, incredibly safe and, and they're looking at it for so many other things as well. They're exploring, you know, how this great technology mm. um, can, can help to defeat other um, challenges that we have. So, uh, you know, it, it's new-ish. Sure. Uh, and and it, it, uh, so far, what we've seen has been that it's, it's incredibly safe, this mRNA vaccine.
0: So for young people, what are the common post-vaccine symptoms? Certainly in adults, they've been widely documented. <laughs>
1: sure, sure. And what we've seen uh, for many of them are similar. Okay. Right. So you're going to have the pain, the redness, and swelling, the on the, the arm. location, okay. right, the, of the injection. Uh, there can be fatigue tiredness Mm -hmm. headaches and we'll talk about that in a moment a little bit more but but definitely milder headaches some muscle pain chills sometimes fever um, that can be seen post vaccine and maybe some nausea as as well Uh, and those are the uh, typical uh, side effects that are seen okay um, in that category
0: and for adults those seem to last um in varying time frames yes
1: uh typically um a couple few days got it um and typically within the first couple few days of the vaccine okay and you know just like with adults certainly if there are signs or symptoms of covid which are that shortness of breath or that cough, that uh, certainly a sense of a loss of sense of t- smell or taste. Okay. Uh, then you certainly want to reach back to your doctor. Not again that the vaccine gave you COVID because they can't because they don't have it. Yes. Right. Right. Um, but uh, you might have been infected pre-vaccine. Absolutely. Uh, and are showing the symptoms now. So any symptoms that mirror COVID infection, certainly you want to reach out to your your medical professional, pediatrician, physician, primary care physician.
0: Okay. And you mentioned headaches. Is there something special about headaches?
1: Uh, not for this vaccine. Okay. Uh, Got right, it. but oh, um, yeah. you know when we talk, or and, and certainly right now, the J and J, the Johnson vaccine, is not available. Yes. Um, to younger people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, there has been talk, and um, recognition of uh, clotting events, um, tied to the J and J, uh, still very rare, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, it's seven per in a million. So yeah. it's still exceedingly rare, uh, and primarily occurs in, uh, women younger than 50. Okay. Uh, but this is for the adults. Yes. Uh, and it just, it's one of the the things to look for within the first uh, two to three weeks after the vaccine are a severe headache, um, shortness of breath, swelling in the leg, okay. or uh, severe um, abdominal pain that's unrelenting. Again, this is associated mostly with the J&J vaccine. Okay. Uh, or the AstraZeneca, which is not available in the United States. Okay. So. And um, again,
0: it's not available to anyone yet.
1: The AstraZeneca in the United States? now. Yes. And the J&J is not available to... Uh, people younger than adults yeah, right yeah. Um, and uh, how awkward to talk about children people younger than adults But uh, I think everybody <laughs> no, figures out what we <laughs> mean right <You're> um, fine. <laughs> but uh, so th- that's very specific to that and, yeah and here we're talking about the Pfizer that's yeah. the one vaccine currently yep. that is available to uh, children between the ages of 12 and 16
0: yeah, yeah. okay so uh, something else um, there has been, you know, a, a rumor that vax or worry, a concern that vaccines could possibly impact fertility. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- what have you heard about that? Well,
1: you know, what I've read yeah. uh, and, and heard mm-hmm. um, is that those are unfounded okay. uh, claims uh, that um, while fertility was not specifically studied, mm-hmm. uh, they... they state that very clearly, uh, that they have not actually seen any loss of fertility reported among any trial participants or among the millions who've actually received, uh, the vaccines. Um, and, uh, no signs of infertility appeared in animal studies. So going further back. Yeah. Right. And that there's no evidence, uh, at all, uh, that COVID-19 vaccine affects puberty. Okay. So, um, and we're going to, I guess, touch upon this later. But what I would urge is when you hear stuff yeah. like that, you know, um, uh, I guess 2021, you go to Google, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, even there, you can narrow your search to some, some trusted and respected sources. Yes. Uh, like, for instance, in this case, the American Academy of Pediatrics, they mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, freely available information that's uh, very clear uh, easy to understand and follow as well.
0: Okay. Excellent. So if I want to get my child vaccinated, but they are younger than 12, Mm. how do I keep them safe? Yeah. And, you know,
1: every day, uh, they're doing more in terms of research and studying and going further younger to see the safety and efficacy and to be able to open up those next portals, if you will, of age categories. In the meantime, uh, as long as your child's over two, right, because they don't recommend masking for children under two, um, then we continue our masking, social Mm -hmm. distancing, hand hygiene, uh, to keep them safe.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. And how do I talk to my child about vaccination?
1: So, uh, you know, and it depends what age category I guess we're talking about. and. You know, for for younger children who, at this point, don't have the option of that vaccine available. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and and when that becomes available, because we anticipate it will, there yes. there will be further guidelines on mm-hmm. that, you know how to approach this, but certainly trying to um, approach it from their uh, level of understanding uh, and comprehension uh, in terms of explaining that this is um, to keep them safe yeah. uh, from from getting very sick um and helping other people as well right uh for the uh teen category uh they 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 probably have a a decent comprehension of what's going on certainly they're probably keeping up uh with what's going on around them and and very clearly it's impacted their social uh You know, settings and uh, and interactions. Uh, And again, you know, fact based uh, to their level of comprehension and understanding, uh, discussing uh, the benefits to the safety, uh, one, the safety of the vaccine to date, and then subsequently the safety factor in keeping you protected and safe from getting seriously ill or having serious burden of disease, hospitalization, and or death. Uh, And again, you know, in many ways, looking at it as another step as we journey out of this pandemic and this public health emergency um, and broadening what we're able to do uh, safely uh, in groups.
0: So i know that you're a mom i am um and i know your daughter's a little bit older than the target group that we're talking about but mm-hmm. would you mind sharing your experiences Not in in discussing know. the vaccine or handling the vaccine with her
1: sure so uh she had uh, the option uh where she was um of having the astrazeneca vaccine oh. which has a very similar um the profile. Uh, it's a it's a viral vector like the J okay. uh, and J. Okay. And clots were found. Okay. In uh, that uh, with that vaccine uh, as well. So we we had a lot of talking to do mm-hmm. um, and concern um, and you know looking through the risk benefit profile and ulti- and and she's older so we had a collaborative uh, discussion not um, yeah. You know, uh, top down yeah. kind no, of discussion. No, this is what you're doing today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and mm. you know, we we looked at it, and and we both acknowledged, and her father was involved the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Family dynamics, right? <laughs> um, but we, we talked about uh, the risk to benefit ratio and the fact that while it still remained an exceedingly rare risk, uh, even with that though it was a risk, it was an exceedingly rare risk and there was a greater risk if you got COVID
0: yeah.
1: of um, having that same kind of side effect of the clots. Yes. Uh, and once we realized that and we realized the benefit to having the protection and being vaccinated, we all uh, became more accepting mm-hmm. uh, and positive. Uh, and she has had her second shot. Excellent. Uh, with no complications. Yeah, That was my next question. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, yeah. I probably uh, gave her more of a headache than, than <laughs> any side effect <laughs> from the vaccine from my constant uh, checking in. <laughs> uh you know uh but uh you can't help that as a mom right so i think she's forgiven me that too
0: i think she might have been sad if you hadn't done that (laughs) uh so if a child has already had covid should they still be vaccinated or are they already immune yeah. And,
1: you know, uh, we get that question for adults as well. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and the answer today is yes, you should be vaccinated mm-hmm. uh, regardless of whether or not you've already had um, COVID-19. Uh, at this point, we still don't know how long you're protected from getting sick again mm-hmm. after having had the viral illness uh, that, that is COVID-19. Right. Sure. Yep. Uh, so given that uh and and knowing that the uh vaccination does give you the additional right protection of that um against really serious illness debilitating uh disease and and death uh the recommendation is to have a vaccine regardless of your previous COVID status okay uh there are um there are at this point uh from my understanding um, if you've had actual convalescent plasma or monoclonal antibody treatment, then you do want to talk to your doctor about timing. Okay. Um, because those um, folks uh, still um, are asked at this point to um, hold off before they get it, but they're still advised to get it. Okay. Right. Um, but uh, for the children, um, absolutely, the recommendation is still to go ahead and get a vaccine.
0: Okay. If your child is vaccinated, why do they still need to wear a mask at school or for indoor sports? Right. Because now it's not required for outdoors. Think,
1: yeah, um, and again, same question that that we as adults, you know, yes. have to face. I guess every day. Every day, yeah. Um, and I guess on the the good side of that um, is looking forward. Yeah. Uh, there are graduated, decreasing, um, mm-hmm. require mask requirements. Uh, moving forward in time, I think in a week uh, or less, then. Yes. Uh, there are some big things happening right in Massachusetts. Yes, um, our next
0: podcast, We May Be Without Masks.
1: That's right, that's right. Still in the healthcare setting. Yes. So at this point, just mm-hmm. a, as a reminder. Yes. Um, the the main reason is you can't be clear on who's vaccinated and who's not. Yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest reason right now uh, that we are still asked to comply with mask wearing and social distancing uh, in spite of our own personal vaccination status. And, mm-hmm. and even in the guidelines that you've seen uh, put out, uh, for um, the allowances that they've given us, you know, post-vaccination. Like, oh, you know, if you're with other vaccinated people, then you don't need to necessarily wear a mask. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, it, you know, in a private setting. Um, I think, again, you know, as we look at that, you see greater liberties coming along. I, I, I almost hate to use the word liberties because um, I don't want to It's okay. add to it. But, uh <laughs> You see that there are uh, less mask usage sure. requirements um, as we move forward uh, and, you know, with the vaccination. But again, it comes to um, not really knowing who the vaccination yeah. status of individuals and it, and it becomes sometimes a, a rather prickly, thorny question. Yeah. Um, so I, I think for the safety of everyone, that's mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons that they want to go ahead and do that.
0: Got it. So, if my child is vaccinated, is it safe to have playdates with non-vaccinated kids? And if so, how should I navigate that?
1: Yeah, uh, sounds like
0: mask wearing would be a good start.
1: It does. It does. I would advocate uh, yeah. for mask wearing in that circumstance, and that may be something that you want to discuss again with your pediatrician. Yeah, um, to be you know certain that. You know, as you bring these things up, again, it gets the dynamics of interactions get very tricky. But I know that we all want our children to have interactions with other children. Like Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing during this pandemic that we have kind of looked at and said, wow, we really we do need social interaction. We do need other human beings. Yeah. Um, And so certainly um starting off with mask wearing social distancing and and hand hygiene and washing of hands is a good place to start in that circumstance um you know if you want to try to have an interaction with someone who isn't but uh again speaking with your pediatrician to get further guidance okay. always help and you know depending on on what your relationship is um with with that family also discussing maybe even vaccination sure why it's a good thing
0: <laughs> yeah right okay How long do the vaccines last? And will I or my child need to get a booster shot?
1: That is, I I would love to have the answer to that question. (laughs) Um, But we we don't have that yet. That's still something that's being uh, studied Mm -hmm. uh, and evaluated to determine uh, the length of uh, protection um, afforded by the vaccine and whether or not there will need to be um, any kind of booster Uh, shot in the future Um, that is information that is yet to come to us okay Uh, but uh, as soon as maybe we'll have another podcast yeah right
0: (laughs) absolutely and what do you tell people who believe that the threat of COVID-19 is over at least in this country because we're still hearing some sure devastating news out of India and other countries of course
1: you know i'd say that's a a little premature yeah um i'd say keep up the hope because it's coming yeah and and some of the signs that we are so very close yeah uh include um we were talking earlier on may 11th uh banner day uh there were zero deaths recorded in the state of massachusetts and that i i'm still like giddy over that yeah uh and um COVID related deaths yeah, in course. the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. I do speak to everything else. Um, so, you know, there are signs that the numbers of cases are dropping profoundly, and, and, and it is a steep decline. It's a steep curve on this back end, which is super exciting, right? Uh, we haven't quite gotten there with the vaccinations yeah. uh, yet, um, but we will. Yes. Uh, and um, you know, as we mentioned earlier, things are changing. Uh, May twenty ninth, right, yes. is a uh, big day for the state of Massachusetts again. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's happening all over the country, based on what the numbers reflect. And if we can just hold out until we really, truly get to the other side of this, then it will be a nice, safe place to be. Yes. Uh, and I, I for one, can't wait. Uh, I. I I don't know anyone who can or not no. either, right? <laughs> um, I think we're all ready. Yeah, this was um, has been, it's not over yet, as yeah. we mentioned, but this has been quite uh, the journey.
0: Yes, I agree. So, if someone, we did touch on this earlier, mm-hmm. if someone hears something, reads something on social media sure. that raises a question in their mind about the vaccine, where should they go for accurate, unbiased information? I know we already discussed.
1: Yeah, no, the, and, and we can't yeah. discuss it enough. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm a, uh, I go deep in the comments. I'm I'm ridiculous. You never don't do it. Um, save yourselves. Uh, yeah. But you know I go in because I want to understand. You know what people are thinking, what people are saying, and and I and um, I, I'm I'm shy about posting, but I almost want to like put up the AAP, yeah. you know, um, AAP, American Academy of Pediatrics, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, uh, their site is fantastic, it's easy to navigate, Yeah, it's very clear language, uh, and they they are very clear about their recommendations, yes. right, and they, they have a position statement, um, and uh, we didn't mention it, but uh, they even, there's even a um, note that you don't have to wait the 14 days but for your children between vaccines.
0: Oh, I'm right? oh, uh, so glad you brought that up
1: um if you get the COVID vaccine yeah. um and with their time that va- we're, we're beyond that you know timed vaccine in mm. our family but um yeah you know uh when you have to get your regular uh shots um the cdc it, it's still our most reliable source yeah um it's our it's our Center for Disease Control. Yeah. Um, so the CDC, the American Academy of Pediatrics, um, I will say that most of your, um, quite honestly, um, doctor's offices or the, the bigger systems, uh, you know, if you're a patient with a portal, usually they have a banner that says COVID-19. They've got reliable information. It's your healthcare source. Yeah. Right. So they've got reliable information and, and, you know, contacting and speaking to your PCP uh, or your your child's pediatrician uh, is invaluable. Yeah. Uh, You know, partnering together on on uh, moving beyond this pandemic is is what's going to get us there.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for all of your time.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: Yeah. Thank you for leading us in this continuing journey.